welcome again to the Lean With Plants podcast. Podcast. <laughs> My name is Chelsea and I'm your host here on this one man, one woman show. And this is really the podcast for any of you vegan women out there, specifically mums, because I'm a mom and hashtag mom life. But any of you guys that are just feeling overweight, you're feeling like you should have lost weight when you went vegan and it really didn't happen for you, even though all the vegan influencers and all the people online and the gurus said it would, or that they made you think that you could eat, I don't know, like hemp butter pudding pie. Is that a thing? I mean, that sounds nice, (laughs) but yeah, you're just feeling a little bit stuck. So this podcast is for you. And in this episode, I'm just going to be sharing a little bit about my story with weight loss because I haven't, I haven't shared that like as an entire episode and I thought it'd be cool to do. And let's be honest as well. I am freaking tired today. I've been at work three days this week and I mean, exciting, exciting announcement for me is that I have quit my job so I can start doing this full time. I can pour all of my heart and my soul and my energy. Well, not all of it. Come on. I mean, I've I've got kids. I've got like (laughs) things that are actually genuinely like really important to me, but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So grab your cup of coffee, grab your herbal tea, and let's just chill for a bit and talk about weight loss, how I lost 40 pounds close to. I always struggle. Like I talk a lot in pounds now, but that's not actually like my native um, measurement. I got, I'm a kgs girl. So yeah, close to 20 kgs for those of you listening who don't live in the States. All right, let's dive into it. So a little bit of background for me. I mean, if you guys have been following me on Instagram or YouTube, you probably know a little bit of my story, but I went vegan basically in my early twenties because I wanted to get skinny. And there was a book that was really popular at the time that was called, I think it was called Skinny Bitch. And, um, yeah, it's crazy to me that that's even a book title. <laughs> um, anyway, and I never read it, but it was this concept of like going vegan and then you get skinny. I think it was like that anyway. And I read a few kind of like books about health and I got really into this idea of getting healthy and I thought I'll try going, go vegan. And I went overseas at the time. I went to Australia and I was kind of like in this completely new flat and the pretty much the first day there, um, my flatmates were like, oh, we're getting breakfast. We're having like a flat meeting. We're going to get McDonald's for breakfast. What do you want? And I was like, I was thinking to myself, this is my opportunity. This is my time to really like cement who I am in this like completely new group of people. And I was like, I'm vegan and I'll just, I'll just grab some fruit. I'll just like make myself like a fruit salad. So I set a precedent for myself in that environment that I went to live in, that I was the vegan girl. And so that made it like a lot easier for me to stick to because I didn't, I didn't have like a moral kind of reason for going vegan. It wasn't like an ethical decision. Um, at that point, it was purely based on wanting to lose weight. And so over the course of my time there, I really had like a, a very bad relationship with food. I was, I, I kind of fell into this trap of thinking that I had to eat very, very little calories to lose weight. 
And I think I think we've kind of all been there. We've probably all done that kind of low calorie, um, like calorie counting, because it's true that things like my fitness pal and like if you read online, like they tell you, okay, to lose X amount of weight in X amount of time, you need to eat fifteen hundred or twelve hundred calories. Which, by the way, is simply not true. It doesn't actually work that way. Weight loss is not this kind of straight line. It's more like a bell curve um, because you become a smaller person and really you don't need as many calories as you did when you were a larger person. And if you want to know more about that, especially if you're thinking about like metabolic damage and all of that kind of thing, I did a podcast episode on it. So I really, really recommend checking that out to understand a little bit more not so, not really how your body um, gets damaged from little calories because that doesn't happen, but how it does adjust and it adjusts to being into, in a calorie deficit and it also adjusts um, to you becoming smaller as a person. So I did this, I did this for a while. I did these, I basically was trying to eat mainly raw in the morning. So I'd have like a, I'd have like a couple of um, like apples and maybe like a mango and like a tiny handful of almonds. And I look back down and I'm like, I can't believe that I ate like that. And no wonder I was hungry all the time. And in a way it's crazy because I'm like, man, I had this iron willpower because I would eat that and then eat a very low calorie lunch. And then I would have oftentimes like literally like an apple or a little smoothie or like really not much for dinner and I would go to bed hungry and I would get up in the morning and go for a run <laughs> and I mean I'm laughing about that now but it's obviously not a good cycle to be in it's it's interesting though because like in hindsight I'm like oh that was really, really unhealthy. But at the time, I I guess I, I didn't really have like a super, super negative like view of my body or anything like that. I think a lot of the time people think with like eating disorders, it's really like cut and dry. Like you either have one, you either have disordered eating, you either have like a terrible view of yourself or you don't. In reality, I think like everything in terms of that is a much more of a spectrum. So for me, I was, I was just convinced really that this is what I had to do to lose weight. And while that was like a big obsession for me at the time, like it's, it wasn't like my everything and it wasn't, um, like I didn't have like a really negative view of myself. I just, I just was doing what I thought was necessary to reach my goal really. Um, the thing about that though, is it really and truly, and I'm sure you know this too, I'm sure you've experienced that. It wasn't maintainable. It wasn't sustainable for me because I would, I would do these stints, this iron willpower stints. And then because hunger is so freaking strong and that it turns you into something that you don't even know anymore. I would then go the opposite and I would, because the other thing I remember is I was saying I was gluten free. So I wasn't like celiac or anything, but I'd kind of convinced myself that I needed to be gluten free. And I think having that kind of rule there, um, it, it, I thought it was helping me stick to my diet. Right. But it wasn't because then I would like literally be eating like six, seven, eight pieces of bread in a night. And I would just be like putting tons of peanut butter and putting tons of jam. And uh, I just look back, I'm like, poor foolish soul, <laughs> but I didn't know any better. So I was stuck in the cycle and then I would be so guilty and it really wasn't really, it really wasn't healthy. And then when I 
really got fed out. I got fed up after a few months time and I went back to the way I was eating. It was kind of like initially I just started eating like a little bit more processed food and like I wasn't so strict to myself. And then I went back to eating meat and I was eating like Thai takeaways every night. Cause I was working, I was working at that time. I was working in like a crazy sales job, like going literally going door to door sales, knocking on door to door and saying like, Hey, have you heard about this government incentive where you can get back part of like your mortgage or something? It was like, it was, it was weird. It was like this really weird scheme that I was involved in. Like, I haven't even like talked about this for ages. I bet like none of my friends know that I was doing this. It wasn't dodgy or anything. It was just, it's like hard sales, like door to door and a lot of rejection. Like, and you just had to just do the hustle. And I remember there was all these times. I would like almost be, it was like at night, it would be like five o'clock because we'd go from probably about two o'clock to about six o'clock at night. We'd just be door knocking and we'd have a little break in between. We'd go to all these suburbs in uh, Australia in the city I was living in. And so in the breaks, like the crew that I was with, we would go and get like McDonald's ice creams. Um, there was one guy there that was, he would be like, Chelsea, like, I bet you can't eat like two, like, I'm going to buy you like two ice creams you have to eat. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll eat it. So I was, yeah, I kind of went, it's so funny. I did this complete pendulum swing where I went the other way and all that hard, hard one ground where I had lost weight in that restrict cycle over the course of probably three or four months, it came back with a vengeance. And it was about that time that I started watching YouTube videos and I found like the raw food movement. And there's some big, like you guys probably know who was big. If you've been in the kind of in the vegan industry for a while, this was probably like 18 years ago. Um, and I just, I found these girls that were really slim and they were eating all raw and they promoted eating tons of fruit. And that's what I was like, okay, this is the Holy grail because I love fruit. Like I I'm obsessed with fruit. I think it's amazing. And so I was trying to do this as well, but I wasn't eating enough. I didn't understand that when you're eating fruit, it digests really, really quickly. It's not really very filling for a long period of time. And I would, I would try and like eat a bit of fruit on my lunch break, but I didn't have enough time to scoff down like 10 bananas. So I'd have like two which is probably 200 calories and digest in like an hour. So I'd be hungry again and then I'd be on to the fish and chips. So anyway, I was so convinced by watching these people that that was like the holy grail of weight loss. And they just, they seemed believable and they were vegan and they looked like how I wanted to look. And I, to my own discredit, I didn't really look around very far. It wasn't like I went searching for more information but it's, it's hard to know who to believe. And I don't think there was a lot of really strong vegan weight loss voices at the time when I was looking into this stuff. I think there's, I think there's some more really good voices now. Um, and, and there might've been had I had a look, but I didn't. So what that started really was for the next, uh, probably, oh, I don't know, eight, six or seven years. I, every time I wanted to lose weight, it was do something to do with raw or do something to do with like raw till four. And I just had become convinced that raw fruit and raw vegetables, well, actually, no, not raw vegetables. Cause I didn't even eat a ton of vegetables. Not like I do now. 
that that was how you lost weight. I didn't understand a calorie deficit. That wasn't a phrase that I'd ever heard. And if you're new here and you're listening for the first time, I so recommend going and checking out episodes one and two, especially episode two, where I explain what a calorie deficit is, because it's vital to understand how fat loss actually happens. So just to briefly give you an overview, fat loss only occurs when you're in a calorie deficit. And it, it's really a survival mechanism for your body that when you have a surplus of energy, when you consume more calories than you need, that your body will store that extra as fat. So if you have fat stores now, which you do if you are human, if you are alive, if you're not like a bare bones corpse um, who somehow... I don't know, like risen from the dead and you're listening to this and it says, I always say something like a zombie apocalypse. Maybe I'm obsessed with the idea of a zombie apocalypse. I definitely have thought about what would be my weapon of choice. Um, Now I can't even really think what it was, but I think it would be something where I could kill the zombie from far away. Like, I don't know why anyone would choose an axe. Something that you literally have to swing away from the zombie before you swing it towards it. Like, that's not enough time. Choose a gun. Like, who would not choose a gun? Anyway, like, definitely like some... I'm talking about guns way too much. I'm talking about zombies and guns way too much. Calorie deficit. Anyway, it's necessary that you get into a calorie deficit so that those stored, that stored fat, the fat stores that your body has saved away when you are in abundance mode, it can take from that to use for the energy that you need. And that's things like powering your heart, your big um, brain, which by the way as well runs mainly on carbohydrates and blood sugar, not fat as a lot of people think. So you need to be in a calorie deficit if you want to eat away, burn away the midnight oil of your fat stores. Okay. But I was convinced that it was, it was something magical with fruit. So I was doing this cycle. So then I, I traveled a lot in my, in my, um, like twenties, mid twenties, early twenties. And, um, I would always try and be vegan when I went, overseas I watched uh I watched Earthlings which is a documentary about basically animal cruelty and um like it's a lot of like slaughterhouse footage it's horrible it's a really really horrible documentary but it I went vegan overnight when I watched it and if you are wanting to go vegan and if you're struggling to stick to that I I would not hesitate to recommend that very very highly just to help you make that decision from a point where you're like, yeah, like I, I'm all in. Like this, this is worth it. It's worth it. Just from like that ethical standpoint. So go watch that if you haven't. Um, but yeah, it's a heart. It's a really, really heart wrenching watch. Um, so then, but anyway, when I went overseas, I, I kind of did my best, to, but I was being fed a lot of food that. Um, it wasn't really my choice. I didn't really know what was in it. A lot of time I, I spent like a year in South Korea, uh, and I gained weight. I pretty much gained weight every time I was away from home because I was eating higher calorie foods. I was eating like a lot of higher calorie snacks. I was, I was just eating differently to what I did at home. And as much as I tried, as much as I was like, Oh, like I'll, I'll just do this. I, I remember really distinctly that I'd been really like looking at a lot of Rotal 4 kind of videos and I'd been hearing again and again, oh, you can't, you'll lose weight if you eat 
lots of carbs. And so I had access to like tons of things like white rice and vegetables. But so I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to do it. You know, like I'm scared to eat so much rice, but I'm just going to eat until I'm full. And then I'm not going to worry about how much I'm eating. And then maybe, and then I won't need to eat like an ice block later on. I won't need to eat like chocolate later on because I'll be full and I'll be satisfied. And then I will not gain weight, but I never trusted it. Like I really didn't. I was like, oh, I can't, I'll gain weight if I eat lots of rice. And I, I didn't give it time. And I mean, who knows what that would have produced? Like, I really suspect knowing what I know now, that even if I had done that, I wouldn't have lost any weight. I would have probably maintained my weight if I'd have been eating like a a low fat, um, but very like high carbohydrate, low veggie kind of diet. But yeah, I doubt I would have lost weight. And yeah, because none of it came from an understanding of food. Like I really didn't have an understanding of calories or being in a calorie deficit until much, much later. I came home from Korea. I basically got engaged a few months afterwards, came back and I've been talking like, this is such a side point, but I've been talking with my now husband, Nick. Um, lots when I was in South Korea and like, I knew, I knew he was the one, like I knew he was in love with me and he pretty much told me and I was like, well, you know, like, I think we're better as friends as you do. Um, but I just slowly got convinced while I was there that I didn't want to lose him. So I came back, basically got engaged and then I was like, okay, <laughs> I've got a wedding coming up in the next year. So I better get slim again. So I did tons of exercise, which was always my thing. My thing was always that I'll run lots and I'll eat bananas. I'll eat 30 bananas a day because I'll do anything. So I do these like, I do these like couple of weeks where I'd be doing that and I'd get my mom on board and I'd be all pumped for it. And I'd be like, yeah, raw, here we come. I'm going to, and ah, it's so sad because I look back and I'm like, man, I struggled through a lot. Like I'd be watching my family at the dinner table eating like this yum vegan meal. And I'd be literally sipping on a banana smoothie and the banana smoothies that I had, I used to do this thing where I'd have this massive banana smoothie, pretty much just bananas, and then I'd get processed juice, so like some kind of just just juice, is like a brand here in New Zealand, and it's just fruit juice, basically, like processed fruit juice. It's not even like a cold-pressed, like raw fruit juice. Like it's literally, you get it in a plastic bottle and it lasts forever, if it's in your cupboard, kind of juice. And I would put like cups of that with my bananas, blend that up, eat like probably eight bananas and like a couple of cups of juice and eat that and drink that and think that that was going to help me lose weight. And I would, that was kind of like my life. I'd be like sacrificing all this kind of like regular food and I'd be eating this and, (laughs) oh man. And I just, I I would lose like tiny amounts of weight because pretty much any diet where you're restricting like a certain food group or like you're doing, whether that's like keto or like a raw diet or like raw to four or something where there's like an eating window or some kind of restriction involved there, you probably, for most people, will see a bit of weight loss. And it's not because there's anything specifically wonderfully amazing with that kind of food or the food that you're not eating necessarily but it means that you just won't be reaching for other food as often. So I'll give you an example of that. Like if you're doing keto 
Okay, well, no, I'll do the raw one because that's what that was me, right? This is my story. So I was doing raw, whereas normally I'd be like, okay, reach for a sandwich because it was there. Everything was there to make a sandwich on the counter. I just don't eat it all. And then maybe I can't be bothered making a smoothie. So it's like I don't even replace that food with anything. I just don't eat in that instance because it wasn't what I could eat. So that's how a lot of these diets work. And it's invariably why people end up losing weight on them is because they're eating less calories. And that's one of the reasons that they do eat less calories because they're eating less variety of food. Wow. So we're already like 20 minutes in and we haven't, I haven't even started talking about my weight loss in the last two years, which is really the exciting thing. So I was trying to speed this up a little bit. So I got married. I was at like a fairly kind of low body fat, um, definitely not as lean as I am now, but definitely like normal kind of what, you know, what most people these days would call pretty slim, uh, got married and, um, pretty much for like the first like five months of my marriage was able to maintain my weight. I, I was eating like fairly small portion sizes, pretty much ate what I wanted, still vegan, but, um, yeah, didn't really, didn't gain weight, which was really, really cool. And I had like a lot of food freedom in that time and I wasn't like, I didn't really need, I didn't really feel like I needed to eat a lot. Um, anyway, biking tons, like we had one car, so I just got my bike in my backpack and I just biked everywhere that I wanted to go. Cause my husband would take the car to work. And then, um, Nick got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which was like a massive, massive kick in the pants because, I mean, you just start your life and you, you just get married, like you find that person and then you think, okay, I'm set, you know, I'm sorted, like this is my happily ever after. And it wasn't. It was really, really hard. And when you're diagnosed with something that's not curable or someone that you love is and you're like, I don't know what my life's going to look like. I don't know if he's going to go to work. I don't know if he's going to end up in a wheelchair. I just don't know. It's like everything you hope and dream for yourself feels like it's gone. And I, I don't feel like that anymore. I... Um, I, I'm a Christian. I believe that God has got a plan for my life and he has just, yeah, he's, he's been so, so good to me. And I can say that 100% with sincerity now, but at the time I really felt devastated. And a month after Nick was diagnosed, um, he, I was diagnosed with pregnancy, which was something that I wasn't looking to have. I didn't want to get pregnant. I didn't think that I was going to get pregnant. It was a complete surprise. And I was like the, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Me being the unfortunate camel who thought that it was, my life was over. And I was very, very sick for nine months. <laughs> and um, yeah, over that time, I kind of made, I made peace with the fact that I was pregnant, but I gained a lot of weight, mainly because I was so sick. I just, I just ate what I wanted and I wasn't in a good place mentally. I was very depressed. I was very unhappy with my life. Just felt like totally victimized. You know, like here I was, I didn't feel like I'd done anything to deserve my life kind of going this trajectory, (laughs) trajectory, whichever one it is. Um, And yeah, I was, I was upset. So Ethics just went out the window. I was like, no, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat McDonald's. I remember the first time I went for the McDonald's drive-through and after like years, really years of being vegan, and I got like a Big Mac or something and 
spoiler alert, it tasted amazing, but it was, I just threw in the towel. I threw in the towel with my health, with my diet, with, with anything constructive for me. And I didn't, it was pure survival mode. I was vomiting like upwards of 10 times a day, a lot of the time. And so, but because I was eating such high calorie foods, I gained weight. And so my baby was born and she is absolutely amazing. She is like the one, like the light of my life. Like I look at her and I listen to her. She's such a character. She's so funny, but she's so sweet. And I'm like, how, how could I have maybe not known you? Like you are the biggest blessing in my life. And if you're a mom, you know what I'm talking about. Like regardless of the circumstances that your kids are born into, like they are precious gifts. Um, anyway, but she, me being pregnant and me being in that phase of life, it left me probably 18 kilos or 19 kilos heavier than I had been. This is after giving birth. And so I struggled over the next two years to lose that. And remember again, like I'm still in this kind of like thought of have, thinking that I have to eat raw. So I would do that. I would do these like raw to four kind of things. And I started running again. Like I was like, okay, yep, I'm going to get back into running. So I, I did like a half marathon and I ran a lot. I was running like 150 Ks a month, which is like so much running. And I was pushing the pram along, but this took me, I mean, Riley was probably a good like year and a half before I started running again. And then I would just, I saw this like minuscule, like, I mean, proportionately to how much I was exercising, minuscule progress. And it would be like, okay, now I'm finally I'm under 70 kgs. I don't even know how much that is. I think it'd probably be like 150 or 160 pounds. And oh, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know how much it was, but it felt like I can't even imagine that now because now I'm like, I'm literally like 20, 30 pounds lighter, obviously. But that even that at the time felt like such a win. And I was going to the gym and I was running and I was, um, I was, it's funny because I was eating like basically raw till four, like lots of smoothies. And, but then I would have like these very high calorie curries with tons of rice. And because I was running so much, I was so hungry at night. So I'd just be like piling on the food more and more and more and more. And I'm surprised that I didn't actually gain weight probably because I was running so much because I did a podcast episode on running. I mean, not running on exercise in general and how it doesn't help you lose weight. It doesn't, it categorically doesn't, but there is a point where you can exercise so much that it has got some effect where you can, it kind of goes over this threshold of you balancing it out. And I think I was probably like at that kind of point where I was exercising so much that it did, it did contribute a little bit to my weight loss. Um, we're talking like upwards of 30, 40 kilometers run a week. So it's a lot. Actually, no, more than that. Yeah, more than that. Like upwards of 40 kilometers running a week. Anyway, got injured, as you do, when you're running that much. And all this ground that I'd lost in my weight loss, I'd lost about four kilos, about four or five kilos. I And that had taken me about six or seven months to lose that. And so that's about 10 pounds. So you got to think like one pound, I mean, one kilo is about 2.2 pounds, something like that. And one month, the month leading up to Christmas, and I stopped running, I kept eating the way I had been. And it's, I mean, it's leading up to the holidays. I was eating cookies. I was eating these other foods. I was going out lots. And 
everything I had worked so hard for came back. <laughs> it's so, it's so crazy. And so Nick and I were like, okay, we're going to try and do like raw. Nick was going to do like a whole year raw. See, like there's this theme here where I'm thinking like, okay, raw is the answer. But anyway, we wanted to give it a go for him. There was a lot of people that we had like watched online who had um, been like, they'd helped their MS basically from going raw. And before you email me and like tell me that you've got like some guru or drink salary juice for MS, I just want you to be aware that there is lots of different types of MS. So the type that Nick has is actually, is really, really hard to get into any kind of remission. He has like constant symptoms. So, um, and being on a plant-based diet, particularly a low fat plant-based diet is the most helpful thing for him. According to really the studies that have been done, like the research that's been done on it, where there's any kind of control group and there are large enough studies to actually be able to measure, measure those effects. Um, but there are, there are quite a few people that have been able to put their MS into remission who have got relapsing remitting MS, which he doesn't, he doesn't have relapsing remitting MS. He has primary progressive MS with constant symptoms. Anyways, real, real tangent. Um, so anyway, I was like, okay, I'm going to go raw with you. He was going to commit to a year and I was like, okay, I wanted to get pregnant again. So I was like, okay, I'll do it until I get pregnant again. And so I went raw for about four months and I, again, I'm looking back and like, man, I had that iron willpower again. Like, how did I even do that? It was really, really hard. And in that four months, I lost, I lost the weight again. Like I got, I got to, I think I got to like 65 kg, maybe like, yes, yeah, 65 kg, which is a, which is like seven, I think it's like seven kilos heavier than I am now. And that had been like, that was a struggle. But then because that was not, I hadn't, here's the thing. I hadn't developed any kind of habits in that time of eating raw that were going to be things that I brought into a new lifestyle because it was like, okay, you're going to do this raw phase, but then, but then what? Like I didn't bring that, that back into my life. So then when I stopped eating like that, I, I dealt with self, with social situations exactly the same way that I had. I just ate high processed, high calorie vegan food. Like again, because I was pregnant, I got pregnant and I was sick again, like lots of vomiting, really, really not having a good time. We went to Thailand and so I just ate what I, what I wanted. I ate vegan food. I ate whatever I felt like I could stomach. And so this pregnancy, I gained like 20 kilos and my baby was born. I was like, none of my clothes fit, none of like nothing felt comfortable. Not, I couldn't, like I went to Kmart, which is like the equivalent of our target. And I bought these like drawstring shorts after my baby was born. And I just wore them for like three months. I was just, it was, it was really, really horrible. Like I just remember feeling like I'm just not myself anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like I, and I thought it was in this stage where I was like, I can't go raw again. I don't want to do that again. Like I... I don't want to do that at nights. Like I was okay doing rotel for like, I felt like that was all right. I didn't mind that too much, but I was like, I don't want to have cold smoothies at dinner time. I want to eat soups and I want to eat stews. And I felt like 
I, it wasn't worth it for me to do that, but I thought that's what I had to do. So I don't even know how, but I just somehow stumbled across um, some YouTube videos about something called the potato reset, whereas people were eating a ton of potato and they were losing weight. And I was like, no, <laughs> no way. Well, that wouldn't be me because you have to eat fruit or I, again, I didn't understand a calorie deficit. So eating potatoes seemed like that the way to, I don't even know, the way to cook. I think that's what I thought. Like I always thought I couldn't eat something like porridge. I couldn't eat something like a potato meal. And I would see people eating this kind of food and I was like, I can't do that. I'm my metabolism is doesn't work like that. I've got a slow metabolism. I'm this. And if you're listening to this and you've got any of this kind of mindset where you think you are the exception, you know, you're the person that has to eat really, really low in calories. You're the person who can't see weight loss doing what other people can. I just want to challenge you. Number one, you're probably eating way more calories, not way more food, but way more calories than you think you are on a consistent basis probably because you can't be consistent or because your meals are just higher in calories than what you think they are. And number two, you probably, if you were consistent and you did know how to eat like this and get into a calorie deficit, you you would see weight loss and it wouldn't actually be potentially as difficult as you think that it has to be. And that's what I found. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this potato reset thing. I'm going to do this for a month. And I did a podcast interview with the creator of the um, potato reset ebook. And I, I joined her group and I got the book and I did that. So if you want to go check that out, that's the interview that I did with um, Janine Elder. So I really recommend checking that out. She's cool because she's got um, one of the things she has is Hashimoto's disease. Um, so she knows a lot about like hormones and all that kind of thing. And she's losing weight better now than she did in her twenties, even diagnosed with Hashimoto. So if you're interested in that hormone element, definitely go and check that out anyway. So I did that for a month and I lost the most weight that I ever have. Like in that period of time, I lost about eight pounds in a month, which for me was unreal. And it was like this massive boost and not only my confidence but just in this idea like wow there is hope for me I can eat potatoes <laughs> I can eat like these salads and then so I so I did this and like it was really interesting because I we would have people over for dinner right we would have family dinners and I could make food for all of us and make it like maybe slightly different for them. And no one even knew that I was like doing a diet. No one even knew I was doing like a potato reset because to them, it looked like I was just eating kind of regular food. Like I, I used to make this kind of pie at the time, like some kind of like, um, like white kind of gravy pie and it would have all these vegetables. So I'd make that and then I would put like pastry on top and it would be like a pot pie, but I would just take out the, all the filling and I didn't thicken. Here's the thing. Like, I didn't thicken it, went, thicken it with, um, I've said thicken a lot. <laughs> I didn't thicken it with flour. I'd just blend up a bit of potato with some soy milk and some seasonings, put that all together. I'd take out the pie filling um, and I'd eat that. And everyone else would be eating like the pastry version and I'd just eat like this epic pie filling and absolutely stoked on life to be eating that be eating like air fried 
our like oven baked potato chips and all this all this good stuff that I was like, wow, this is freedom. And I was actually eating as much food as I want. And so I did the month and then I didn't eat any fruit in the month. So when I came off that, I was like, yes, I get to eat fruit again. So I ate a lot of fruit after that. After that month, I was like, okay, I'm going to eat fruit for breakfast. And I did that, but the difference was my smoothies looked totally different. So before that, I'd been eating a lot of juice. Like we used to always buy tangelos and fresh oranges and we would juice them in the morning. Like all your typical (laughs) vegan influences, we juice up these oranges and drink them. So I drink this probably like I literally like an 800 calorie mason jar of fresh juice and then I'd be hungry later on so I'd have some like banana ice cream this is how I used to live my life no wonder I couldn't lose weight uh, and then so now I would be I would cut up fruit I would cut up pears and I would cut up persimmons and I would have like this big bowl of fruit and I'd actually sit there and munch on it rather than chugging it down in five seconds in a smoothie form or like taking a lot of the fiber out and then drinking it and yeah so I was I was stoked on that I was loving life on that I had when I did make a smoothie I would make I would use a couple of bananas and I would be still eating lots of potatoes and then I was still like a little bit scared of things like beans I was a little bit scared of like adding more like rice and stuff like that into my diet but so I just adding started adding it in like a little bit at a time and over the course of like the next probably like six months, I, or definitely the next four months, I lost a total of about four pounds a month. And then my weight loss started to slow a lot more. And I lost, I lost probably about two pounds every six weeks or so. And this kind of like continued, but the thing, the two things happened in that time. Like number one, I was, I was getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Like I was getting closer and closer to my kind of like my ideal body weight. And then I was, I was also, I was needing less calories. I was just needing less calories to survive. And then I was also being much more flexible with my diet. So that was something that happened over time. I was like, I I started to trust the process more. I started to over after months of doing this, realize like, oh, okay. um, It doesn't kill me to go out and have a girl's night and eat like a burger. It doesn't kill me to occasionally do this, but it wasn't like an all or nothing thing. Whereas before it had always been all or nothing. It had always been the diet, the challenge, the raw challenge starts on the Monday. So stock up on Domino's pizza this weekend because baby, your life is over on a Monday. So it wasn't like that anymore. It was, it was just such a different mentality. And so that was something that I just built trust with myself over time. And so, and then I did this, I was like, okay, I want to get a little bit leaner. I was about, I was probably like, like 80, I think I was like, 18% 18% body fat. So like fairly lean. Like I said, like a little people say like fluff on your stomach. Um, a little bit fluffy. And I was thinking about doing this. I was thinking about doing like online coaching and I was thinking about like getting into this kind of weight loss space. And I was like, I want to know what it's like to have a coach first. I want to understand that from like a client's perspective. So I was like, okay, I want to do macro counting. I want to see what it's like. I want to understand this whole like calorie macro counting thing. So I signed up for a program and I got a coach and I did that. It was like, it was a three month commitment and I did that. 
and it was torture. <laughs> I I know that it works for some people. I, I know that some people fit into the lifestyle and they like it. I think a lot of people like it because they do see results because, I mean, it's like anything. You see results if you get into a calorie deficit and coaching is one of those things, like especially macros, it's if you stick to it, this is the thing. Like losing weight is not just what works. It's what works that you can stick to. Like, do you understand that those are different things? Because if, if I can give you a number right now, if I say, Hey, Judy, just go and count and weigh and measure every bite of food that you eat, but never eat more than 1500 calories and do that for the next year. And you'll lose this amount of weight. In some respects, that's a calculatable um, it's like scientifically thing to predict. Like that's something that you can actually do, but can you stick to it? <laughs> I mean, you're here listening to this. So no, like we, we're so, it's so hard to stick to any of these kind of diets because you've got hunger, you've got uh, associations, you've got like this, when anything that is, is difficult for you is going to require massive amounts of motivation. So motivation comes and goes. When you don't have it anymore, you don't do the thing. And then because you're not consistent with the thing, it doesn't become a habit. It doesn't become autopilot. So you don't stick to it in the long term. So weight loss is not as simple as what works on paper. It's also what can you stick to. So I couldn't stick to it. I couldn't stick to the macro counting. And I think it it really... It kind of like brought back this all or nothing mentality for me because um, when I'd go over, like you get really obsessed with like I've, I've within I don't know like three grams or five grams. That's what they tell you. Like be within like five grams of your macros, and when you do, you feel like yes, like I'm going to make progress. Like you feel really happy with yourself, and then like the thing is, some days you're hungrier, and some days you're less hungry, but you still are meant to hit like a number target with your food. And like food is never, in my opinion, like here's the thing, like if you want to count calories and that works for you, if you use it with calorie density, go for your life. Like you do you boo. But for me, I found it incredibly restrictive and it wasn't, it wasn't conducive with my lifestyle to think I had to weigh and measure everything. Like this is not just and simple as like, oh, I'm going to weigh out this cookie. It's like, what is every single ingredient in the cookie? What's the raw versus the cooked weight? Oh, what a freaking nightmare. So when I wasn't on plan, like on the weekends, on the times where I was like, I have no idea what's in this meal that someone served me, or I cannot be stuffed to weigh all of this pasta, I just was like, okay, stuff it. And so I'd kind of go a little bit more off the rails. So even though I was fairly inconsistent with that, I might have lost like maybe two pounds in the six months that I did it. And like, I'm not even convinced that that was fat loss because I was eating a higher protein diet and I was eating a, I had a carb limit. So how much of that was actually just that my glycogen stores were depleted? I don't know. The thing is like, I didn't, I didn't really like gain it back afterwards, but, um, I definitely have leaned out like a little bit more since then, since going back to how I was eating. I, I did use what something that I learned during that experience. Like I have used this understanding of calorie density and I think, 
over that time, it was definitely not like, well, I would say a positive experience, but it was a good learning experience. Like I learned what I do and don't like. And I did learn more about calorie density over that time because I'd be building my bowls and I'd really be using a lot of vegetables. I'd really to feel full because I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta hit like a 500 calorie goal. Like I gotta hit like a 400 calorie goal so I can fit in my vegan chocolate, um, ice cream. At the end of the day, so I was like really, really motivated to do that, and so I'd be eating like tons of raw vegetables and big, big salads, and because it was the only way that I could feel remotely full. Um, so I did learn more about it at that time, but it's not something that I would want to do. So where I am today, it's it's kind of crazy that I I really do eat what I want to eat. Like I, it's not that I eat whatever comes in my path. It's not that I go out and buy chocolate. I don't. But what I want to eat or what I do, what I do eat, what I choose to eat has become what I want to eat. And it's autopilot now. And I've spent like pretty much the last two years eating like a crap ton, literally. Like I wonder how many crap tons I've I've pooped out of veggies. And I am now at probably like I estimate like 70% body fat. I estimate this because I had a scan probably like six, seven months ago where I was 18%. And I, I'm a little bit leaner than I was now, than I am, than I was then now. Um, and it's not hard for me to maintain this. Like I've got here, it hasn't felt like it's been a massive effort and I'm here and I'm maintaining it. And I'm going to go skating tomorrow with a group of friends and I'm going to eat a burger and I'm not worried about it. I'm not, I'm not obsessed about it and it doesn't make it all or nothing. So I really feel like I've found, I've found like the best of both worlds where I I know how to eat. I eat how I want, but I also can go and eat this kind of food. If I want, I can go and get a burger occasionally if I want to. And I want that for you guys, because I never thought that I'd have this. I looked at other people who had that. I looked at like vegan, people on YouTube who were slim and they were eating like chocolate occasionally or um, like ice cream or they were um, like eating even just like regular like potato based salads. I was like, I can't do that. I have to have a smoothie. Like I thought, I thought that I was the exception. I was convinced of that. And now I'm, I know that there's people that will look at my Instagram and they'll look at my YouTube and they'll be like, I can't eat like that because if I ate like you, I'd gain weight. And I'm like, well, that's what I thought. But I don't think it's, I really, really don't think it's true. Like I, and this is the thing is like, this is not like a program where you either, it either works for you or it doesn't. Like a calorie deficit works for humans because of thermodynamics. So unless you defy the laws of thermodynamics and you like those, like nature and gravity and all these things don't apply to you, then this will work for you. It's just figuring out how to get it how to tweak your diet so that you can reduce your calories and do that in a sustainable way. And you, you can do that. And so this is like the cool part where I'm like, I'm going to plug my ebook and my fit tea, but I don't have any of those things, but I do have a lean with plants, a membership. And I, I put my heart and soul into this because I was like, I, I want to simplify this down. I want to make it easy to digest. There's a lot of sciencey stuff out there. And it's, it really doesn't have to be super complicated. So if you're wanting, if you're listening to this and you're like, I want that story. Like I want that, I want to actually get to my goal weight. I want to be lean even after having kids. And I want to be able to do that, not feeling hungry and not like self-sabotaging and not having this all or nothing all the time, then totally get into there. 
like, what do you have to lose? Honestly, it's, I've priced it so incredibly cheaply because I want it to be affordable for mums and for women who, who really need this. So that's my story. Thank you so much for rambling with me. This is actually the first podcast episode that I've ever done where I haven't had a script because I just couldn't be bothered. I really couldn't be bothered. I'm tired. And now I'm, I feel hoarse as well. I'm like, I didn't prepare myself a drink a beverage a lovely beverage but yeah <laughs> oh man i i i just have like so much fun on these things and i hope that you guys have fun and i love it when you send me like dms and you email me and you're like i love the podcast because it's kind of my baby so thank you so much for tuning in and subscribe and i will talk to you guys again soon see you later <laughs>